Get ready. We're online. You're listening to the hottest internet station on the Culture Radio Network. Five, four, three, two, one. The DJ Chapman Show. We just get started. Welcome to the show. We have a special guest in the building, comedian Loose Cannon, with another Loose Cannon moment. I'm your host, TJ Chapman. What kind of tea you sipping on, Sam? AD, what are your thoughts? It's getting late, y'all. It's time for the chocolate letter. This is definitely for the grown and sexy. What's happening? What's happening? Family, it's your main man, TJ Chapman, host of the TJ Chapman Show. We're back with another wonderful all-new yes. episode yeah and um, wow I'm all, it's, it's always a great pleasure to be joined by the talented and beautiful Morgan Williams thank you holding Glad, it down happy to be here and as you can see she got a big glow tonight mm. stop it come on man stop <laughs> so we're talking about social injustice mm. and so <laughs> Uh, we're going to continue our social injustice. Don't make it glow like that. No, 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 no. That's that's what I'm saying. It's a special type of glow. It's, oh, that was the introduction. It's social hey, justice. hey, hey, hey. Right. It's a, it's, a spe- it's a special. It's a special type of glow when we're going through something like this. But sometimes, sometimes, you know what? You got to smile through the pain. Sometimes you got to laugh through the pain. You have to. You and sometimes you have pain to. make you smile. And that that's that's what I see. Man, look at here. Hey, man, listen, man. Well, welcome to another episode, man. We got a great lineup for you guys tonight, and um, we're going to continue our discussion on social injustice and you know systemic uh, racism and the systemic failure of the justice system um, that has continuously been troublesome of black people mm-hmm. and minorities. And so uh, tonight's topic, we're actually going to uh, discuss you know Black Wall Street, mm. and joining me tonight is the legendary based on everything that I've heard, <laughs> the legendary TJ Legacy Cole, you know, host of the Soapbox with two X's at the end. And uh, we're we going to ask him to find out, you know, how he came up with that catchy name. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of curious to find out what that means. <laughs> and so uh, we're going we're to have all of that. And plus, we're going to, you know, discuss the most recent, you know, events that has happened, you know, in Atlanta that we all know about. And, you know, and to, and to basically just, you know, give our perspectives on it. And then, of course, um, we're going to, educate you guys on a few other things that you may not have uh, been aware of because when you don't know you just start talking out your ass until you got fact checked and now you're like oh okay my bad mm-hmm. so uh, but yeah man we got a great lineup and before I even begin I just want everybody to know you guys already probably seen it it's been flashing around yes. uh, this Friday myself along with you know my good friend Danielle Bowman uh, we are putting on a Juneteenth protest march for racial equality mm. uh, this Friday in downtown Sanford at Fort Mellon Park beginning at 2 p.m. Uh, we're going to have amazing great speakers that's going to talk. Uh, we're going to have uh, some city council leaders that come in, uh, people within the city that can talk to us about uh, what, we're, what we're marching for, and that's racial you know, equality. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you guys go to my page. You can go to Danielle Bowman's page or the TJ Chapman Show page, and you can find the Eventbrite link. Um, find out what you can do to help. Find, you know, anybody that that's still want to volunteer, holler at your boy. We, we need all the help we get because there's going to be a lot of y'all out there. 
So we're going we gonna to need the help. So um, we're we going to actually dive right into it, man, because uh, this name is kind of catchy, man. Uh, it really is. Uh, so, so tell us a little about TJ Legacy Co. Yes. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me on the show. Yes. Uh, you know, shout out to Russell Drake for, you know, connecting us. I yes. appreciate yes. Uh, that brother's doing good work uh, highlighting black businesses. Um, yes. Well, my name, uh, my name is Ty, my government name is Ty Jewel Cole. Mm -hmm. The legacy comes from is that uh, within my family, uh, Cole wasn't supposed to be my last name. My father didn't find out that his last name uh, wasn't supposed to be Cole until he was a grown man. So mm -hmm. the name, last name Cole that I have is not technically supposed to be even my last name. And so as you know, the history of our people that we had our history ripped from us, our culture, our religion, everything ripped from us. And so mm -hmm. we were given the slit name of our slave masters. Mm -hmm. yes. Well, in this world, I wasn't even afforded that. Wow. So I have uh, adopted the name Legacy as a... Uh, really a badge of honor to honor those who have helped me along the way in my journey, but to also know that uh, I'm going to leave this, leave a mark on this world and leave it better than when I came. So that's where the legacy comes from. And then it came from uh, when I was in college. Um, that was one of my slogans when I ran for student government president was leaving the legacy. So that's that's where the that's where the legacy comes. Not my rap name. It's not my. It's something that is I my name, it and was, it's how I, I sign. Thought it was entertaining. No, I know they didn't bring me like, to bring that down that the mood. It just rolls off like, damn. Yeah, he, he sound like somebody. Who is he? Let me him. TJ want a name. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you know, having having that name is it, it means it means a lot to me. So I know um, because it does honor those people who have helped me along the way, and so. Uh, I put that there to honor them, but also the coal is still my government name that I stay connected to my brother and my sisters. Um, and so that's why it's TJ Legacy Coal, because TJ Cole Legacy doesn't sound right. So it's TJ Legacy Cole. That, that, that makes sense to me. Yep. Now, you're a journalist. Yes. And you're also the host of The Soapbox with two, two X's, X's on the right. end. Yes. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know too many people that spell... Soapbox with two X's. So, mm -hmm. why you got two X's at the end? Well, the soapbox originally was a Facebook Live. I've always wanted to interview people and tell people story, mm -hmm. tell our stories, because I think a lot of times when we're in the media, uh, when we let the dominant society tell our stories, it's depicted as something of crime, or mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to highlight and really get to the nitty gritty of of our conversation to be authentic. Uh, the soapbox came around. The reason it has two X, it's actually a symbol. Uh, it's a Viking symbol, and it means where there's a will, there's a way. So when I started the when I started the soapbox, I had nothing. Mm. You know, you guys have a very nice setup here. I had uh, an Android, we, and we had some humble. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you guys understand, black like, ain't always been here. No, this is this is, but this is, but but you got to see is this is a part of the journey. So it's nice. So when I started the soapbox, it was. You know, me stacking up a couple books mm -hmm. uh, on an Android phone that was cracked, which is, you know, I still have that. <laughs> and then yes. um, and then just doing Facebook Lives. And so that turned into me doing, you know, getting the green screen and doing a lot different live shows with my former producer. And then mm -hmm. to what we have now, which is the actual Soapbox podcast. So, yes, it's actually a symbol. It's a Viking symbol. It means where there's a will, there's a way. Wow. So what, what do you guys talk about on your show? Like, what is it based off of? Uh, our our branding is is literally, we say everything. 
So we talk a lot of social political issues. We also talk about, you know, pop culture, what's, you know, your trending topics mm -hmm. of the week. Right. A lot of black Twitter conversations. We do unpopular opinions, um, you know. So we talk about a lot of, but at our core, we really want to reach that 25 to 45-year-old demographic and get them socially, politically uh, engaged. Okay. Well, now, now that we know the, the legacy name, <laughs> how it came about, mm -hmm. and, um, and why we got you know, two X's at the end of Soapbox, yeah. um, a lot of things have, have happened. You, you're, you're the founder, the owner. We're talking about mm -hmm. you know, black businesses, and you know, tonight's show is, is, is primarily we're going to be discussing um, the black Wall Street Indeed. and how black businesses are now um, emerging more than has in, 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 in years, mm -hmm. you know, being more signified and being more magnified to a point where, hey, we need to go support this, we need to go support that. Mm -hmm. Now, over the past couple of weeks, we've been discussing social injustice and the systemic, you know, racism that's continuing to happen in America. Mm -hmm. uh, and with the police brutality seemingly, you know, being a common uh, theme more recently, more than ever, um, you know, towards black people, uh, police reform is always being discussed now. Um, and as a, as, as a journalist, uh, do you feel that police reform is needed? And if so, why hasn't it happened? Uh, that's a good question. Yes, uh, police reform is definitely needed because right now there is no police accountability. Right now, black Americans in this country have no protection under the law. We can be killed with impunity. And mm. with impunity, mm -hmm. meaning, you know, police officers know they can get away with it. Yep. And so when there's no adverse uh, consequence for this type of behavior, it's going to continue to persist, and they're going to continue to do it and then actually profit off of it, which is something that's rarely talked about. There are a lot of people that are giving, um, you know, doing GoFundMes and raising money yep. after you kill uh, someone. So police accountability reform is definitely needed. Uh, what's preventing that is the police unions. Police unions, similar to the NRA with the uh, gun lobbyists, the police unions are the ones who, quote unquote, uh, are protecting the bad apples. And I hate yep. that analogy, I, but they—that's what they're—that's what they're designed to do. They are protecting these, uh, what I call race soldiers. Race soldiers, because we have to differentiate the difference between. Uh, a police officer who mm -hmm. serves our community valiantly, and these white supremacist race soldiers who have infiltrated law enforcement mm -hmm. in order to racially and in order to racially target our community. So, um, holding them accountable and coming up with different ways to hold them accountable on the state, local, and uh, federal level is something that is needed. Is needed, and I think that's the outcry on the streets uh, in the uh, with the protests. So what, what, are, what are some of the first uh, some of the first steps that you feel is needed to you know, bring about uh, police reform? Well, I know a lot of uh, different states have independent citizen review boards, but some of those states have uh, subpoena power. Florida doesn't. Mm. So what we need to do is we need to contact our legislature and we need to have them say, what is your stance on the police bill of rights? Because that needs to be either revised or repeal. I'm for repeal because you can't. Uh, my mother used to always say, you can't throw old wine into new wineskin. Yeah. So what you oh, need yeah. to do is repeal Shield it. it. And so fresh. we need to and start fresh. You know, Just like you uh, can't put uh, spray cologne on musk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, when you are 
So another thing that we need to do, and a lot of times people talk about defunding, defunding the police, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so people look at that as defunding. They think abolish or dis get rid of dis it, yes. or dismantle, yes. which is not. So the marketing scheme of the whole defund the police is not the greatest, but the concept is something that has been done to your kids' public education for years. Right. They've been defund. They've been defunding. They education. actually did it here locally to uh, State Attorney Aaron Ayala, and I'm sure uh, when you guys uh, speak with the State Attorney candidate that they'll express that where they defunded her her department after she took the stance on the um uh saying she Martin didn't want to do it with the death with the death penalty yeah. correct so mm -hmm. um these defunding texts and basically what it is is you're going through an itemized list as to say well our local our local law enforcement doesn't need a tank they don't need a sonic machine that's going through. Right. They don't need. They don't need to be. You know, we're trying to demilitarize the police, and so a lot of the times that officers are called to the scene, a lot of these issues are social worker issues, mental health issues, things things of that nature. And so you want to make sure that the funds are going to those uh, those government agencies rather than being over militarized with the police that have riot gear in mm -hmm. order to racially. Harm us. Right, and 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 some of the, the the things that's been happening with you know um, police brutality, you know, it's unfortunate that it's always embedded in their mind. You said infiltrate, mm -hmm. um, and some you know those cops are are there, mm -hmm. and so a lot of people might think, okay, all right, well, the dispatch. Do dispatch have any type of now? Not to get it, because I know a couple people that are dispatchers out there. <laughs> no, a lot of them out there, but yes. but some of the the research that I've, I've found with some of these calls mm -hmm. is that, first of all, it, it starts with the Karens of the world, mm -hmm. you know, lying about stuff. The Beckys, the um, Karens, and the Susans. All of them. And then, and, then, and then you have, you know, just a you know, citizen that's, you know, hey, giving you the lowdown of what's happening because it mm -hmm. starts from the person that's calling mm -hmm. to the dispatch to the police. Yes. And so some of these cases I'm, I'm starting to hear is like you're leaving out very detailed information mm. your job is to relay that information over to the cops not for you to condense it oh you got a, uh, got a black man with a gun mm. because yeah. there there um, I read an article um, it was some years back where you know a black man was wanted to uh, die suicide by a cop mm. and we all we all know what what that means I'm gonna mm. do anything I can so that this cop can shoot me because I want to die. Which, I ain't finna which isn't which isn't that right. which isn't that hard. Right. If you really yeah. want to accomplish yeah. that, yeah, and it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. um, and this this one cop ended up being called to the scene, mm -hmm. and he noticed something different. Like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. He he's wanted me to shoot him. Mm -hmm. And in training, they teach you like you know, hey, sometimes people want to die by suicide by a cop. Mm -hmm. And so he initially understood what was happening. He now turned from okay, I'm not in danger. Because all he wants me to do is shoot him. Right. And so let me now start talking to you. Let me start calming you down. Let me start pushing you off, you know, bring you back off the ledge so that you and I can kind of talk. Mm -hmm. And just like we've seen recently in, in this video, my belief from, you know, with, with Rayshard Brooks mm -hmm. is that you have some cops who are genuinely like, you know what? Okay, th this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my discretion. And I can see, okay, you know what? Let me go ahead and de-escalate the situation. Mm -hmm. Make this person feel like, hey, I, I, I get you, you know, and, and not feel that your life is in danger. Mm -hmm. And so now with this situation here, this other cop came running on scene because mm -hmm. they got a message of a black man with a gun. 
Now, he didn't assess the situation. He just saw the guy still waving a gun and his, his, his partner just comment, talking down, didn't have his weapon out or nothing. Mm. So he came and just shot him. Mm. Yeah, I think the, it's, and it's, a, it's a twofold is that, you know, with law enforcement, they are trained to de-escalate. Me and myself, I'm a licensed security guard uh, here in the state of Florida, so I am trained in de-escalation as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're dealing, well, we live in a system of white supremacy. And so white supremacy means that we are going, that as a black person, you are at the low end of the totem pole. I am, mm -hmm. my job is to subjugate and to dominate you in, a ver in various aspects, whether it's, you know, your job, religion, oh, you know, and, you know, financially, anything. And so when these officers get onto the scene, they talk, talk about implicit bias. They, they, it's their job or in their mind that I don't have to value this life. That's, it's the difference between, uh, which is today, the, uh, I believe today is the anniversary of the South, uh, Charleston, South Carolina shooting in the church mm -hmm. where Dylan Roof went in and shot them. But then they went and took him to go get a cheeseburger mm -hmm. at, a, at a Bird King. And then, but, I mean, but Rashad Brooks, they will have him as someone who was intoxicated, sleeping in his car, who told them, hey, I'll just walk. Right. You know, I don't mind walking. I don't, and in that, if they wanted to write him a citation, they could have. I've seen white people do a lot worse than what yeah. Rashad Brooks did, and and still be alive to tell the tale today. No and so you, it's like you can't. Yeah. So you can't say that there isn't a pinch of racism there because, you know what I mean? Like you just automatically like most people say. Well, if you, you know, don't stir trouble, then you'll be fine. But it's like realize it doesn't matter what I say. The fact that I'm black is trouble. Yes. That you know what I mean. Your melanin is is. That's is the weaponized. trouble. Yes, that's, that's the yeah, trouble. That's I don't even have to open my mouth. I was just gonna say, Morgan, you don't even have to say nothing. Nothing. And, and that's your right to not say nothing, mm -hmm. as we. Right, but how dare I not say nothing? Exactly. Yeah. That is some people. If you, uh, I, I have experienced it where I've taken advantage of my right mm -hmm. to say nothing. Uh huh. And they take offense to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You and know, that, so I definitely believe that one part of police reform is. Uh, police need to uh, respect citizens' rights. If I if I if I've given you my driver's license, my registration, my proof of insurance, or or if I'm missing something and I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, I don't have it, I don't feel like it's like it's almost like you don't have any like there is no level of respect for you. You know what I yeah. mean? For in, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I don't have to respect your wishes. I don't have to respect anything that you say or you know what I mean? Like it's, there's just no respect there, there on top of that. Because you made you made a valid point. Listen, I gave you my driver's license. I don't have to say nothing because what what does the amendment right tell you? I have the right to remain silent. Yeah. Period. So when someone that but that goes back to not having, having equal protection equal under, protection. under protection. law. So you are talking. So here you are talking about I know my rights. You get a lot of people say that. Yeah, I don't do right. it. I know my rights. And a lot of these people get off. And when I say these white supremacists, they get off on these videos. Some of the videos like uh, like George Floyd and some of the videos like Rashad Brooks, they get off on that. That is white supremacist pornography mm -hmm. to them because they enjoy watching these videos of black people being harmed. Yeah. That is something that's not actually being talked for, for instance, and what we also don't, uh, we don't talk about enough is a lot of these white supremacists who infiltrate law enforcement, in order for them to get a higher rank in the system of white supremacy or within their groups or clan or whatever, mm -hmm. they have to harm a black, they have to harm a black person. So, you know, these are things that you're walking mm -hmm. in and you're thinking, okay, I just put my hand two and 10 and everything's going to, everything's going to be all right. Yeah. We understand, we have to understand the nature of what 
law enforcement was created. Law enforcement right, was, was created, created as slave like, patrol, like, mm-hmm. right? And so this idea that if I talk a certain way, uh, if I walk a certain way, you got to understand that there were black folks who were lynched in suits. Mm-hmm. So it's not about mm-hmm. wearing a hoodie. It's not. It's not about how you carry yourself or your demeanor or even your social status, or even if you're a pastor, because a lot of times pastors think, well, I'm a man of the cloth. It can't happen to me. It can happen to you. Because it's about this. We're going to beat you down. You're all, I don't, I don't we're all a part, we're all a part of the same system. So the best way uh, to hold them accountable is to say, mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. is to be fin- financially, econ- well, economically viable in, in our communities so that we can then have our own candidates because the reason that we're not being represented in the in politics is because you got to follow the money. If you're not donating to a certain candidate, they're not really going to be able to listen to you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if we don't have a financial base so that we can control our candidates so yeah. that they can be viable and, and be able to speak freely. Yeah. So some of these candidates who are black, they want to speak freely. But they know that, okay, if I speak on these black issues, well, these black folks are not going to support me because – they're not going to donate to me. They're not going to help me fundraise. They're not going to help me mm-hmm. uh, so that I'm going to lose my career. So guess what they do? They get to the seat at the table, and then they eat a butter biscuit, and then they come and back to us and tell us what they can't do. What they can't do, exactly. <laughs> so, and and, and it's, all, it's all about yeah. economic empowerment, man. Because you can't, you, can't, you can't comb through the dep- uh, police department to try to find a racist cop. That's not going to happen because, you know what I mean? Like, That's why I say it's not. We the, have to fight a different way. It's not, a, it's, mm-hmm. not the bad, it's not the bad apple. It's the orchard. orchard. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the entire entire system that if you're like for instance i heard someone give an analogy today and i'm actually going to rip it because it's very profound they said that if uh they did used to do experiments with cheeses right if there was a if it was a good cheese and a bad cheese they would put it together and they would have a rat come in a rat wouldn't eat either cheese because they would think that because the bad cheese was next to the good cheese it would be contaminated so even here locally we don't have any system to hold these people accountable we have citizen review boards but they have no power and they're not independent because they report to uh, Orlando Police Department, mm-hmm. or they uh, and they report to the city council. So when mm-hmm. you, so these are glorified listening sessions, mm-hmm. and you're talking to the people within internal affairs who are supposed to be impartial, but they're really not impartial. Yeah. They're there to just represent and calm you down. And so what we also don't talk and about. I, I, I can tell you from personal experience, mm-hmm. you know, where like you say, um, you go down and this person comes out, mm. and they basically work for the police department, mm. and they're also, some of them are also there to gather information to use against you. Mm. Yes, exactly. They're, and not only that, is we have a system of place that are, we have Negro whispers mm. in our community. Mm. Negro whispers. Right? And yes. so w- yeah. when I classify Negro, these are the people who, when you are having this outcry of, of telling people, hey, this is what's happening. These are harm. People are harming me. You go to your pastor. You go to this person. Not all pastors are bad, but these are the people that are to say, "Oh, it's okay. Things are going to calm down," and then they'll put you on the runaround. And then there's actually no justice at the end of at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. uh, being finan- financially, uh, me economically viable, uh, going uh, repealing the uh, citizen, me the police bill of rights, uh, also uh, demilitarizing the. Mm-hmm. Uh, and making mm-hmm. sure that we are passing federal legislation, not just cosmetic uh, legislation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Federal legislation. Like I said, we don't need you to kneel in, in a kente cloth. Listen. We need you Ridiculous. to pass a federal law. Because notice exactly. no one is talking about how we're going to punish. I know exactly. Everybody pre- wants to be on this I'm with the black they community we, wave. We and it's like, that. we don't need that right now. No, we no. Need, we need results. We need, yes. Y'all look ridiculous. There needs to be a consequence and a deterrent. If there's no 
deterrent yeah. to killing black Americans, yeah. then there's no reason why it's, it's going to stop. And so they know that, but they'll play the game of taking a knee. They'll play the mm -hmm. game like uh, President Trump today. Uh, announced that he's signing an executive order that they're going to have a, a big database of cops with uh, file a history of complaints. Okay, that's great. So now that we know who these people are, which makes if, no if that, freaking sense because none. none. Yeah, but who? But what's what? What next? What happens after? They're on this database. Right, How are they going to be punished? Well, and that's what the, that's the trick bag that they're because not telling it falls, us. Because it is so far deep off in that system, and with the police department, like you said, like who who do you go to? Exactly. Who do you go to? Because everybody yeah. is on that side. And, and that's the thing. Like we had, um, you know, uh, we, we had actually had Jose, a former uh, corrections officer, that gave us inside scoop on what's happening. It's like he's seen the wrongdoing, and he's like, "No, I'm not going to do that." He wanted to go try to tell his captain, and his captain was like, "Listen, don't, don't, listen. You ain't gonna, yeah. you ain't, you ain't gonna win this battle. Just, just you know what? Yeah. Just that's walk, just walk away from it." So now yeah. his thing was like, "Okay." I see it happening. I can't do nothing because if I report it and I do the chain of command, it, all it's doing is, is shutting it down because you're left with, well, ain't nothing to happen. It's going to go on deaf ears anyway. You don't want to. You don't want to fight this war. Correct. And not only that, these officers are then put on. I don't know if we can curse on him, but you can we, curse. oh, we can. Okay. She said you can these curse. officers are put on on, on shitty detail, right? Mm -hmm. So they say, oh, well, you have a duty to intervene. Well, when you intervene, you just put a red X on yourself to say, oh, basically you're snitching. Yeah. So they like to tell us in the black community, oh, if you see something, say hey, something. Man. Well, the cops need to take their own advice. If you see something, Absolutely. say something, but you don't because you know internally in your system that you will be punished by getting a different detail going somewhere mm -hmm. or your own safety will be in jeopardy, in jeopardy yep. will be in jeopardy yep. if you speak out against the harm and the mistreatment yeah. of, oh, of so, black so, so you're not for the blue. You're for, you're for them. Either you're with yeah. us or you're with, with them. them. Mm -hmm. And then you mess around and get put on a shitty detail. That's right. And you end up responding to a call. Mm -hmm. That's a dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. And you call, you know, you call for your backup. Oh, that's such and so-and-so. All right, all right, hold on. I'm, I'm, let me finish writing up this report from the last call. Yeah. So you wait a couple four or five minutes. That four or five minutes, that, that that's your life. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So and 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 I and I bring all of this up because with with the 911 dispatchers with that mm -hmm. situation, they left out that it was a wife that called and mm -hmm. said, "Hey, my husband is trying to get shot by the police. Mm -hmm. He's mentally ill. He's suffering from PTSD, mm -hmm. and the gun is not loaded." Yeah. All of that was left out. The only thing that was sent to the police was. Black man with a gun, and he's waving it. Mm -hmm. And luckily, the first officer on scene saw the situation, saw what was happening, mm -hmm. and he didn't even get that detail. Yeah. It was just something morally inside him saw like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, nah, mm -mm. something ain't right about this situation. And not once did the, did the brother click the gun or click anything. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, he was waving it, whatever, you know, doing this number here, and, and come on, who, who, who does that? Who, 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 who does that? If somebody gonna shoot, they gonna fuck. Bang bang, mm -hmm. and that's what and that's why outlets like yourself, that's why outlets like the soapbox is so important because the media plays a very important role in the depiction of of our people. Yes, and so if everybody's always seeing these negative images of us and our stories and how we live in our communities, then when an officer shoots one of us. We've already been, they'll already criminalize us mm -hmm. in the news report, but they've already dehumanized us all. And mm -hmm. you'll get a lot of people who like to be contrarian. Well, that's what you were talking about. Well, well, if they just complied, if yeah. they just did this, just and that's did, what yeah. they're really telling you, that's code for, 
I'm making excuses as to why it's okay to harm black yeah, people. Yeah, why you why why that happened to you? It's yes. Just, and we've seen when you complied and still what happened. Or, yes. or, or my favorite, my new favorite is when they try to say, Oh, well the numbers don't suggest that there's a problem with you know, uh, mm -hmm. the statistic, I'm going to tell you. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on statistic that I've seen. It I've doesn't seen matter. That one out of five people have HIV and don't even know it. Mm. Well, how the hell you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> Before we, we, man, before, we go to, before we go to break, man. Um, and on that I'm, note. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you a little something about those statistics because I've, I've, I've had a, it was a post that was put out. I gave my, you know, my, my little two cents. And first thing they came back was with, with the stats. Do you know that cops, uh, white people are killed by the cops more than blacks? Uh, yeah, it's more y'all motherfuckers out there than us. So the numbers are disproportional. In the beginning, mm -hmm. then you know, yes, the numbers don't lie, but they don't also tell the fucking story either. Yeah. Who has a better batting average? A person that's batting a thousand that only fucking bat yeah, once, that, hold on, but that only batted once in their life, mm -hmm. that that batted once in their lifetime, mm -hmm. and you got on base because you fucking bunted the ball, and mm -hmm. now you got a fucking batting a thousand versus somebody who done, who who, who done hit the bat or hit the ball or swung, uh, twenty times in three games, yeah. and they batting average what? 750. So you mean to tell me the person that batted a thousand is better than this person here? Mm -hmm. No, the numbers are fucking disproportional. Yep. So that's what I say to yeah. the motherfucking stats. So we finna go to break. We're gonna continue because when we get back, man, uh, we're actually going to um, talk about the Black Wall Street that's happening. Absolutely. Or that happened back in 1921 mm -hmm. and the resurgence of black ownership and how it's manifesting in today's society. And we're gonna continue on this topic. Um, so go make sure you get your guys a glass of wine, your cognac, whatever's going to make you feel right, and we'll be back. So keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Let's go. So, um, so anyway, so we're going to come back in a little bit. Hold on. We, um, we, we finna, matter of fact, we're going we gonna to keep talking. I have a stat for you. Let's go, I, I, let's go talk about the stats behind the scenes. Well, you know, people. A lot of people don't know this that Orange County has you get behind the scenes footage, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Orange County has uh, the excess, most excessive force cases of police brutality per capita in the nation. What? I can believe it. So we, so we are living in it. Like, so there's a there's a national di uh, dynamic, but then there's a local dynamic yeah. of of how we are treated here within uh, within our own hometown. Bro, I used to I used to work on Central Boulevard back in the day. When everybody used to go to Taboo and Cairo, oh yeah, and, oh, yeah. And, and, old school, yeah, and, oh yeah, Cairo. What's my spot that all the all the all the pretty girls used to hang? Uh, Taboo, Cairo, some other spot. But you know, it's a blue, it's my, uh, it's my antique blue room. No, 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 right over there on Central. It's icons. We're on break, icons. but we just icons. Yeah, icons. All, all those pretty girls with the icons. It seemed like to me, right? So long story. No, no, no. They, they getting behind the scene footage right now. Yeah, yeah. but you can break us. But you still, you still can break us. But break us. all right. So that y'all got a little snippet of what we be talking about behind the scenes. We gonna break. So we uh, we actually finna go and break now. So
Welcome back. Welcome back. Wow. Um, I know you guys just, you know, saw the uh, the video of Black Wall Street, the history behind it. And it, it, it's it, it's the black Mecca, you know, back then, because when they say you can't have something. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I can. Don't worry about it. I don't need yours. I'm going to go do it my way. I'm going to go set up shop over here. And that's exactly, you know, what the people of Greenwood did in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. is we're going to start our own because we're just as smart. But you know what? Our economic empowerment is just as good. But that, but that's because we have been conditioned mm -hmm. to not trust our own kind. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't like to support black businesses like we should because mm -hmm. we don't we don't trust mm -hmm. that your product is going to be as good as the white man's product. They think the white ice. The, the white, white ice is colder. White yes. ice is colder. not colder. <laughs> white ice is not colder. It's not. No. It's just not. <laughs> And it's, it's white folk doing shady business. I'm, you know, I'm an yeah, entertainer. It is, it is but it's, and it's but, some white yeah. it's some white agents out here taking money from but, your black But ass. we, but we as a community feel like if we don't have a dash of it, mm -hmm. then the product can't be good. Because mm -hmm. you think about it, we go to black, oh, white folks in there too? It must be good. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? We, or, or, we, we or they, say shit like that. Or they, or they, or they talking about, like, uh, well, Get what you want, or you get what you get what you pay for. Oh, it's cuts. a black, you know, it's why it's taking so long. But if you ain't so another, you know what I mean. But you take your ragged ass to the same Wendy's that hold you in that drive-through for thirty, and come back tomorrow and wait another thirty minutes. I, I think that's because we have to die. I say, you know, the Christians say die daily. Every mm -hmm. day we have to kill that little white supremacist person that's inbred, embedded yeah. in yeah. that subconscious yeah. every day. Yeah. So uh, when we have a business and you go there, it's like the difference between paying full price at a at a at a Walmart where you're not even gonna make a fuss about it, and then going to a black business mm -hmm. and asking for a discount or immediately becoming a property appraiser. Because we automatically right. feel like shutting down. It saying, should be discounted because it's coming from you. Correct. Hey, let me correct. get a discount. Hey. Correct. We black. Like, you, can't, you can't give me no discount, man. Correct. No. And yeah, that's yeah. a part of that's a big part of supporting black businesses paying for. And I say this: if you take, you know, because late in the, over the last couple months, I really been advocating for black businesses or whatnot, black enterprise. And Russell Drake do a great job of that. Yeah. Yes. I will say yes. this: if you keep taking your black ass to that black business, the price will drop. Because, you know, as you've heard me speak of before, TJ, a lot of our black entrepreneurs, because of systemic racism, they don't have access to working capital like that. They so they're operating off sales. Yeah. All right. So the more sales they generate, the more people that they can hire so that the service can be better. Can be much better. And they you see what I'm saying? The more sales that. they generate, the better, you know, uh, they can go out and they can they can buy their merchandise in a greater quantity, mm -hmm. therefore making the price uh, at, you know, a lot cheaper to you know they can to that, the customer. That, 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 supply and that demand. Capital amount. You see what supply I'm saying? So you know, if if we just do what we need to do, and, and I've I've been saying the stance I've taken lately is I'm going to support to perfection. Mm -hmm. You see what and I'm saying? It. I'm going I'm going to support my black entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know that you know things have been done mm -hmm. to keep you mm -hmm. from being successful. Yes. And guess what? You you made a valid point. What was it? Was it last week or the week before? You said you need to go to uh, Angels Barbecue on the corner of Twenty Fifth and and and, and Sanford Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? My ass did. You, you did. I, I went there, and it's like. And, and let me tell you how I, I know, because I was in there the following day. They was like, your co-host was in here, you know? <laughs> what? For real? Why, bro? Listen, it, it was it was like I'm like wow. I've seen I've seen this spot so many times, and kept passing by, not, not, not yep. even thinking about it because 
you know, we've been accustomed to seeing these restaurants like just be glaring, like just pop out on you, like, oh, what's this place here? Mm -hmm. And you pass by the same spot day in and day out and not even recognize that's really a spot. All you see, when you go on the corner of Sanford Avenue and 25th, the only thing that stick out to you mm. is that Sunoco gas station and that fruit stand over there. Mm. That's all that really sticks out to you. So when you say, oh, it's right there by the fruit stand, oh, okay, I, I know it's at because the fruit stand sticks out. Angels doesn't stick out, even though they got a nice big sign, a marquee out there. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything's sitting right there, but it's it's blended in to a point where you don't recognize it. That's why I think what Russell Drake is doing is such. Yes. People don't think about it, and I know he probably doesn't think of himself like that, but that's actually revolutionary. Because yeah. when you are allowing for free to use your platform mm -hmm. in order to showcase yes. black businesses, and I think a lot of times yes. people want to patronize black businesses, mm -hmm. but they just don't know where to they find, find them. Yes. Yeah. Where, where these black businesses that's are true. so busy operating, trying to find, uh, trying to make sure their business is running, that they leave, they kind of forget the marketing side of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So for him, or to, they can't afford it because oh, they don't have the cool. working capital to go out so and purchase it. it. So again, if you take your black ass to that black business <laughs> yeah. who's operating off sales, they'll Indeed. generate enough sales to afford advertisement. Yeah. Yes. And I, and That's I, a commercial right there. Take your black ass. Take your right black ass. To, to the black establishment. Yeah. <laughs> that That's, a good, that's a commercial that, that's right good, there. Right? So, I mean, we, we've seen a brief Buy black with your black ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we, so, we've seen a, so we've seen a brief highlight of, you know, what, what happened, you know, to the black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. um, how, how do you feel black-owned businesses are viewed in today's society? I mean, I know we touched on it a little bit, mm -hmm. but do you think they're viewed the same as it was viewed during the Black Wall Street era? Well, uh, you know, back in the Black Wall Street era before, you know, Sarah Page, who was the 17-year-old uh, white woman, yes. yelled off of, you know, yes. yelled and said that, you know, a black man, you know, assaulted her. Mm. And it was put in the in the newspaper saying, uh, nab the Negro, which was the white supremacist dog whistle uh, uh, needed for, to bring everybody good. into uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Going, anyway, going to rally to the him in. At, the, at the courthouse. Um, we got, I still us. We got us one. I still feel that black businesses are stigmatized because black businesses align themselves with minority businesses. Mm. And that's one of the detriments to black businesses. Mm. Because minority businesses... Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> yes, minority businesses can mean uh, white women, can mean Asians, can mean any uh, Latinos. Mm -hmm. And so when people say, well, when these contracts or the funding comes out and they say, oh, we're going to support black, we're going to support minority ownership, small business loans, and all these things... Black business, black businesses get the this, this trickle down economics that black business ends up getting the crumbs of the funding or the support. So we're still feeling the stigmatization that we mm -hmm. uh, face in our, within our own community. But then we're also getting shafted because mm -hmm. the hard work that we did in the civil rights movement to say to advocate for these things like ownership in black businesses. We're still not getting the resources right. for the adequate resources for systemic so, racism. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the problems now with with our black business. But because of social media, yeah. you're seeing a, a new renaissance of so of in a new uh, rallying cry to support black business, which I think is it was absolutely positive. Me too. Uh, me and too. Positive. And, me and, too. And, and, and to your point, that's what's got me on the ball. You know, to the point where I went ahead. And you know, I you know I'm sw I've swapped my metro service for Figures Wireless. Mm, you know, what I'm saying okay. I'm 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 banking with One United Bank, looking for other stuff. You know, what I'm saying looking. I'm, I'm I've mm -hmm. now I'm I recently 
have been pleasantly surprised about the diversity of black-owned restaurants, which I'm glad because everybody don't need to have a soul food shit. You know, I get tired of so you know. <laughs> yes. So I'm glad to see that you know we're diversifying in in industries. Mm -hmm. so. so do you think with everybody now wanting to patronize more black businesses and you know get more involved with making sure that we are pinpointing those places, shopping at the shopping in those places, do you think that we will eventually um, have a black Wall Street nationwide? Uh, I believe it's possible because we have an Asian town. We have all these we have these businesses that are designated by race mm -hmm. that they all can lump up together. Yep. It's just in the Chinatown. Yeah, Chinatown. yeah exactly. This is Chinatown, Chinatown in every in every yep. neighborhood. Yeah. But but uh, what's gonna have to start and it, what makes people uncomfortable is you have to then stop buying and patronizing from some of these Asian people that go into our communities. Mm -hmm. They their dollar doesn't circulate in our community, but yet still we're we're buying fish from these Asian uh, from these Asian restaurants, and we're allowing them to serve some of these restaurants. They're serving us through bars, like they they're scared to be mm -hmm. in our communities, but they want your dollars. So stop patronizing these uh, these places because yeah. I'm sure there's an alternative. And I think again, I'll, I'll echo that's why black uh, media is important so that we can yes. showcase. Because if we are uh, able to disseminate this information, people will then choose an alternative. Right, and yeah. so they won't have our communities be exploited by these other minority businesses there, where their dollar is not going to circulate back in our community. The term is called mosquito business. Mosquito business. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of the mosquito business, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like you know we're programmed now because we're used to going to the Chick Fil A's, mm. the McDonald's, the, mm -hmm. the Wendy's, mm -hmm. and you know even even some of these top line restaurants. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, this is how service should be. And we mm -hmm. talked about yeah, we, we, talk, we talked about yeah. capital, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now the program, like, okay, this is what service should be like. Yeah, I agree. That's what service should be like. Mm -hmm. But then, what happens when you try to go to a <laughs> black-owned restaurant? You know, I, I, I just I just wanted some 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 pork chops, some collard greens, whatever, mm -hmm. and it's taking you over an hour and a half. Because we forget, we for we mm. forget that. We we don't start at the same level as the chicken. Thank you, Morgan. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So yes. which is why I've taken the stance yes. to support Port. to perfection. Until the shit get right. And <laughs> I understand Until the shit get right. I understand that it ain't gonna start perfect because once again, you I know you operating off the sales of the business. Yeah. It's, no, it's no here. different than your mm. favorite rapper selling his mixtape out of his trunk and mm. now it's the same shit. Well, we still, and I agree, but we still have to hold these businesses to a certain standard yes. of excellence. This Just is true. Not because they're black. We say, ah, well, they black. So they, because then no, no, we, are, no, no. we are doing yeah. the same things that the dominant society does. Exactly. We got to hold them to the same standard. Like, listen, I agree that's, with that's why I had those feedback. I agree with you. There are some, some of these black businesses, and, and we'll talk truth, some of you are not ready. Because you want all the clientele, mm -hmm. but then you get there, yeah. and then it's like, oh, we ain't got this. We yeah. ain't got this. And then people won't come back. So we just, there's, like, still, there's still like, some uh, basic economics of customer service yes. that mm -hmm. needs to be not just coming to a place and just saying, what you want. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so there still needs to be some sort of camaraderie. There still needs want. to be some training. But that doesn't mean that if you have a bad experience that you write off 
all black business. And that's what's happening. And the first time they don't, first time some shit go wrong, this why I don't fool with black. So what happens? That's what you hear, right? Oh my God. When the white woman make all this, you know, it's coming, it's coming, but with us, it's automatic. We apologize, we apologize. Yeah, you'll wait. You'll wait. You'll wait for a chicken, for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. But but somebody else, yo, oh, we don't have this, or it's or it's taking too long. Then you yeah. got you got a big problem. And, and so. the reason why it's taking so long is yeah. because you're black, because it's a black business. But yeah. any business can have that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Internal things, and it, it, there's a, yeah. a a whole show I watched. Uh, bar rescue about that. Yeah, uh, where he's out there yeah. yelling at folks, and, and they so not all businesses, no matter what your race is, have it all together. Nope. Right. So, yeah. with, but with us, we got to make sure that if one experience doesn't take out the whole bunch, because yes. we don't want that. When we talk about the conversation with law enforcement, mm-hmm. just yeah. because they had an experience, a bad experience right. with one person in our community, they write off our entire community and, and stigmatize us all. We don't want to do that with black businesses, which would make us no better. Exactly. And I will say this. I will say this: if you if you have a problem with a black owned business, mm-hmm. go to the owner and and yeah. tell them your problem. Like, come on, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, I listen, like I had this problem. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? and do it tactfully. And this is my recommendation. And give them a few times. And if you, if the problem if you don't feel like that problem is, you know uh, hasn't been corrected, then my recommendation to you is go to his black competitor. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If 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 you got two don't, black don't, owned don't businesses that sell real, don't just don't be just like to like to your person. point. Don't be mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, that's why I can't support black. No, no. go to the other mm-hmm. black rib shack or down, whatever down, the case may be. Like like you point, like point in case, um, mm-hmm. Sanford Avenue. How many black soul food restaurants is on Sanford Avenue within a couple of blocks? How many? Quite uh, at least three. Now, guess what? Guess what you just did? Okay, well. Y'all, y'all customers, sir, y'all had me waiting for, you know what? Right. I'm going to go ahead and Y'all out of chicken today. I'm going to go down here. I'm going to go down to Chantel's. Yeah. Let me go down to Chantel's real quick. Oh, Chantel, go to the Jamaican spot. Or oh, oh, the little spot on Park Avenue and, and, yep. and 13th That's Street it. or whatnot. Just, just, you know. Like, listen, I'm, I'm going to still get the business. Yeah. And but, if you're going to the Jamaican spot, you know you're going to have to wait. So please, just act accordingly. Act accordingly. Act accordingly. Act accordingly. When it's ready. All right. So back talking about the Black Wall Street. Yes. So we all know that that was created, you know, because of segregation. Yes. So do you think that now with everything that's going on, if we were to, you know, create that black Wall Street, that it'll be perceived as blacks trying to segregate from everyone else? Now, me personally, I don't give a shit what a motherfucker think mm-hmm. we trying to do. Because, yeah. you know, why it's not segregation. It's, it's always segregation when we want to celebrate us, like with BET. Yes. Why it's got to be black entertaining? Mm-hmm. Why, can, you know, so <laughs> I personally don't give a shit, mm-hmm. but this would. Oh boy, she, she asked the question. Answer the question. No, no, <laughs> I, 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 me too. <laughs> what I was, I, 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 I understand like what you're it. saying, but we have to ask ourselves, right, and mm-hmm. really be honest with ourselves. What did integration really do for us? Hmm. When we integrated, did we integrate the same justice? Did we integrate? We're having the economics. It's just Misha, like all right, we just here. integration meant that these black business, these black business owners. It actually hurt us because we then spent our money mm-hmm. at white businesses, which we are the most, we are the closest then as a race, as a people in the '60s. That's what's not even. That's what's not talked about, right? Because people like to Preach think, oh, it. in the '60s, oh, we're always divided. No, no, no. Because all we had, all we had was each other, right? But when we did, when we had integration and we kept praying, that, well, I want to sit at the, yeah, uh, I want to sit at the, I want to sit at the, and now you still have folks out here saying the same thing. Well, you got. Gotta sit at the table. You gotta sit. No, 
you can create your own table and have your own community and have and so that's what is not talked about as far as integration we integrated our dollars but not our worth right and, and that, that that is so important because you know up, up in new york because I, I was on i was on a call um i was on an interview call this morning mm -hmm. with um with monique who's running for state attorney mm -hmm. here you know in orange county and mm -hmm. osceola um and and this was on Candy Bryant's uh, morning show. And so one of the things that was that was brought up is kind of like, you know, the Jewish community up in New York has their own police department. And mm. it's kind of like when you mess with the, if you kill a, a, a one of us, a Jew, mm -hmm. oh, it's going to be some blood shed mm. because everybody stick together. Mm. Unlike with us black folk, it's kind of like crabs in a barrel. It's like we're trying to pull each other down, trying to get to the top, rise to the top, and we don't stick together to a certain point. That's that's what it's always been about. And I, I'm glad you said to a certain point. Because yeah. I, me personally, I'm yeah. starting to get frustrated with this narrative that black people don't stick together. I, you know, So you mean to tell me you ain't never bought something from another black person simply because they even, was black? It's not no, even no, it's that. Not, it's, it's not, not even that. that. It's, it's not even you never voted for a politician because they When we say we don't black. stick together... Mm -hmm is we are so because we have we have been i guess you would consider oppressed for so long yeah. we are thirsty mm -hmm. for the validation so mm. if i gotta knock like you down that. and get my validation then that's what i'm going to do so yeah. you you i mean just because you buy black we could definitely do better so, so it's not so it's not necessarily the crabs it's whoever put us in the barrel it's yes the barrel. it's yeah it's the barrel so it's like we just everybody trying to you know what i mean mm -hmm. trying to get to that point of being you know that like I, that's why i said if we don't have a dash of the white in our shit mm -hmm. then it can't be great it can't but be those great. are slave narratives that yeah. where everybody's, everyone's trying to get to the big house yeah right it's and, and we talk about and i no, I don't want to venture off too much. No, no, we're good. But even in even with even with beauty, you see a lot of these athletes as to why is it when they have a certain social status that they need to be with this uh, white woman? Because she is who's in that circle. Because in the, yes, not only because in slavery, white woman was used as a standard of wealth mm -hmm. and of status. So when I'm a black athlete. Oh, I gotta have myself this. I gotta have myself this white woman, and then next thing you know, you're ingrained in the circle that you're around. Now you're not talking about the black issues from where you came from. Mm -hmm. You're talking like everybody else because you want to keep up with the Joneses in the big house. So that's so we have to be very cognizant of the narratives that, and that's why history is so important mm -hmm. because if we don't understand history, we'll be doomed to repeat it. Absolutely, and we don't think it's enough room for everybody. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now we, we got we got what you know we got we got we got some we got some time, mm -hmm. um, and so before we go, there's a few things that I want to touch upon. Okay. First of all, um, how can the viewers and listeners get in contact with you on your social media, okay. and how can they tune into your show? All right. So uh, we are live every Thursday, Thursday at eight on on. Facebook, and then we're also loaded up on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Soapbox Podcast, the Soapbox Podcast with two X on Instagram. Two. And uh, on Facebook, you could like our Facebook page. Um, and we're on you know, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever you stream your podcasts. That's where you can uh, listen to the Soapbox. Wow. And then I'm also uh, featured in the um, Central Florida 100 uh, weekly every Sunday. Uh, you can uh, read my uh, opt-eds in there, and then I'm also a guest contributor for the Sentinel. Wow, that's that's that is awesome. And before before we touch on this 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 last subject, mm -hmm. um, make sure you guys um, go to my page. Mm -hmm. We got the March this Friday. 
Um, we're going to have uh, equal ground education. They're going to be there making sure people register to vote. Um, we're also going to have another group out there that's going to be there to make sure you register to vote because it starts right here locally to get those people involved to make a difference. And within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have those folks on my show that's about what change is. Yes. And it matches their history to what they're telling you. But we're going to talk about that later. But okay. um, so we know about, you know, uh, Rashad Brooks, the killing that, you know, took place. Mm -hmm. You got everybody that's, that, that's talking about it, like, you know, oh, he beat down this cop, you know, and he took his taser and, you know, oh, he, he shouldn't have did that. You know, he just sentenced himself. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's us that's saying it. Yeah, it's us that saying, you yeah, know, it's us. He, yeah. de he deserved it. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I, I can't defend that. It's a lack of it's a, it's, a, it's a lack of knowledge to understand slave talk. It's, it is. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. no, right. You, you, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have talked back. Yeah. You, don't so, do you, know, that you shouldn't master. have. What did you think he was going to do mm -hmm. to you? And the thing about it is that that's why it's a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they're, we're marching and protesting and mm -hmm. doing all those things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's because. There always has to be a, we always have to be had given a reason to be treated that way or to be mm -hmm. killed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was running away. You had everything you needed. Yes. And how, and how far could a intoxicated black man, he, you went, have his he, didn't, car, he wasn't even going yeah. running that <laughs> how way. Far could he, how far could he really run? And, and how, where was he, how far could he go? And best and, believe the, just, the way the justice and, system is set up, they were going to get his ass. And not only he that, had his license, you yeah. had his car, yeah. you already had his name. Yeah. And so it's kind of like um, and a taser is a, a taser is a non-lethal weapon. And and so just because you commit a crime and 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 he may have his day, he could have had his day in court. Yeah. But you you play judge, jury, and executioner when you on took that, that one, man, on, on that when you one, took that, on that man's one life over him sleeping in his, over him sleeping in his car. Now there's plenty of videos on social media uh, of Ooh. white uh, of white uh, white boy, uh, people just you know. Harassing cops, talking in their face, agitating them, and doing the stuff. Exactly they because they, they yes, because they have the complexion for and, the protection. And, 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 and just, recent, just recently, just uh, recently, one, one uh, a, good, a good associate <laughs> of mine, uh, she posted a video uh, this morning, mm. um, right here in Altamont Springs. Woman crashed right, right in Altamont at, at, mm. at the, I'm, I'm gonna call it the L house. They had an accident. Mm. Woman was drunk in her daddy truck. Crashed, bam, hit everything. They got her out. They sat her down calmed her down, somebody came and picked her up. No arrest made. Mm. White woman. Mm. So it's kind of property damage involved. Property damage, everything involved. So and it was a lot of people's daytime. So yeah. everybody seen it. Yeah. But discretion was, hey, she didn't have too much. She had a long day. Something happened. It's the middle of the afternoon. Something took place. Mm -hmm. Listen, we're not finna ruin your day today. Black man, I've yeah. had a long life. You can tell. <laughs> a long yeah, life. you can tell by those officers when they were talking to okay. uh, Rashard Brooks that um, they were trying to entrap him and get him to say, "Oh, I was drunk. I was." That's why he kept saying, "Oh, I don't know," and playing coy because they they immediately in their mind it wasn't a it wasn't a wellness check. It was, but that's I, what, that's, I'm, I want to make it, an that, arrest. That's what it started out at. It was a yeah. well-being check. Yeah. Because somebody calls, hey, it's, it's a guy in the drive-thru. He ain't moving. He slumped over or it looks like he's asleep or I don't know. Y'all come check on him. That's yeah. what it started at. And my, and my belief real quick is the fact that he uh, technically probably was going to call for a ride for him. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until the second officer pulled up and changed the whole narrative, changed the whole vibe, the whole mood, and be like, you know what? I don't care 
what you want to do for him, you need to go ahead and wrestle for DUI, mm -hmm. which is why he he wasn't the one that said put your hand behind your back. It was a, the initial person that was there, mm -hmm. and it was kind of like, I want to put your hands behind your back because you you see the motion, you see, you see the motion. So I know we got by two minutes, and I just want to get to these four hangings real quick, mm -hmm. and 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 just explain something to you guys out there right now. Yes. It's not a, it's not suicide. No. It's a message being sent, just like how it was back in the day. We're going to get you. Right. We're going to hang you up so you can stop the nonsense that's happening because they see the change that's happening. The change is real. Enough is enough. So what I'm going to tell my black brothers and my black sisters. And our allies. Not yet. Okay. Because they ain't being strung up. It's us that's being strung up at this point right now. True that. Okay. Be mindful of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. Things that you normally like, you know, you in the house, oh, dang, I got to go to the truck real quick to get something. Mm -hmm. You got neighbors that are now surfacing. People that you didn't think that was, that was racist. That sheep clothing that they used to hide in, mm -hmm. those wolves, the bitch is getting hot. Mm -hmm. The shit is getting hot. That's why it's coming off. That's why you're starting to see all of this, like, damn, I didn't know this motherfucker. Guess what? They're across your hall. Yeah. They're next door. They're across the street from you. So what's happening now is they're, 